Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. A little corn for you. What's up, everybody? Sorry I'm just rocking out so hard today. I just, you know, it's just that type of day. It's, it's just, we're just in that type of mood. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us. The renewal of a rivalry, the battle for the Little Brown Stein, has been going on since 1903. The uh, Grizzlies are on a seven-game winning streak against the rival Idaho Vandals uh, in this game for a trophy, and that seven-game winning streak goes all the way back to 2000 because these teams did not play 2004 through 2018. In the matchups 2018, 2019, and 2021, since Idaho's been back in the league, Montana has thoroughly owned the rivalry uh, in the Big Sky Conference version of the renewal of it. They will meet for the 88th total time on Saturday here in Missoula. Back in the 1980s, Idaho was arguably the dominant program in the Big Sky Conference. Between 1982 and 1992, under first Dennis Erickson, then Keith Gilbertson, and then John L. Smith, the Vandals won five Big Sky Conference titles in 10 years, went to the FCS playoffs, I believe, eight times during those 10 seasons, and they produced some of the best quarterbacks uh, that this Area, this region, and this conference has ever seen. Uh, Ken Hobart, the Kamiak kid, was sort of the, the on the front end of that under Dennis Erickson. And then you had Scott Linehan, who went on to great success coaching in the NFL. And then you had the man who joins us next, John Freeze. He was the first Walter Payton Award winner in the history of the Big Sky Conference, a guy who then went on to play uh, 13 seasons in the National Football League. He's a college football Hall of Famer and was part of the in- inaugural induction class into the Big Sky Conference Hall of Fame. Montana hosts Idaho Saturday, 1 p.m. kick from Washington Grizzly Stadium. Stay tuned. In about 20 minutes from now, we will have a pair of tickets for you with the North End Zone Crazies. So keep it right here as we dive in to our ESPN Roundtable. Well, time now for our ESPN Roundtable. And this week, happy to welcome in a guy who was one of the inaugural members of the Big Sky Conference's Hall of Fame induction class, an All-American and Walter Payton Award-winning quarterback at the University of Idaho during the Vandals' initial stint in the Big Sky Conference. John Freeze joins us now. And uh, the entry point here, Idaho at Montana on Saturday afternoon. John, thanks so much for being with us, man. First of all, give people an update. Where are you in the world? What's been going on with you lately? Yeah, thanks, Coulter. Thanks for having me on. <clears throat> well, I live in uh, Coeur d'Alene. That's uh, where I went to high school. I was actually born in Missoula, uh, but I've, I've lived in Coeur d'Alene most of my life, and I'm back here. I've got a, a wife and three boys that are all grown uh, on their own, and um, you know, I do uh, some different stuff, uh, not so much punch-the-clock things, but I uh, I have a commercial property that I manage and um, kind of tool around a little bit with some recreational properties, kind of a, a fun niche to find a, a piece of property that's essentially unbuildable and turned into a spot that somebody wants to um, purchase and enjoy and a little bit of camping type situation. But um, it's kind of fun to see something that's 
considered useless and turned into something kind of fun. Well, great place to be. Coeur d'Alene, one of my favorite places in the world. I love that town, and uh, I know it's growing big time, but uh, certainly a great place to call home. Uh, I remember that you had been born in Missoula. How old were you when you moved to Coeur d'Alene? Well, <clears throat> I was a, I'm going to guess that I was about five, and we actually moved to the Bay Area for a few years um, before I moved to Coeur d'Alene. We moved back into Missoula when I was a second grader, spent that year, and then I moved to Coeur d'Alene as a third grader and haven't left since. Wow, okay, cool. Well, a lot of Northwestern ties for sure. Uh, take us back to your, your days then at Coeur d'Alene High School then. Uh, what was the initial draw to the University of Idaho? Because I think studying Idaho football back then, so interesting because you have so much crossover, so many ties uh, to Montana. I mean, particularly Dennis Erickson uh, being the uh, the former Montana State quarterback who was the, the head coach there at Idaho for a little while. And also just some of the innovative stuff Idaho was doing. And uh, it just seemed like it, it was a, a hot spot in, in college football in the Northwest. What do you remember about the draw to Moscow for you from Coeur d'Alene when you were coming out of high school? Yeah, I could I could talk about this quite a while, but it's funny in a nutshell was that nobody else wanted me. Um, I was I was definitely a late bloomer uh, with football. I played three sports, so I didn't um, you know commit to that one as a young man or as a high school player. It was just sort of what happened next in the calendar year, and so I played it. Um, Coeur d'Alene was a really good football program, and there were some really good quarterbacks in front of me. Um, so I only got to start my senior year, and that was probably barely. But um, I went to a football camp that summer prior to my senior year uh, at the University of Idaho. And I think that that camp um, really was the number one reason why I, I was offered a scholarship to go to Idaho. Um, Coach Erickson was able to see me in person. And I talk a lot about this when I speak or when I talk to my kids raising, uh, growing um, as they raise. Um, but, you know, how you look in a person's eye, how you give them a handshake, how you pay attention, all of those things I learned pretty on, pretty early on. And I think that that was probably one of the things that was recognizable to coach. Um, he saw that I had good size and that I was raw and that, you know, that there was potential for an upside, especially since I hadn't played the position of the sport, you know, consistently. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I was really lucky. Idaho's program was starting to get going under Coach Erickson. It had been for three or four years, and everybody was excited. And I was just super thankful for the opportunity. Um, and, and it just, the story just kind of continues. When I, when I got there, I was fifth string and definitely an afterthought. I was starting to wonder, am I, you know, not where I should be? Am I, should I be trying to do something else in a different sport or, or what? And, and, uh, the ball, you know, I, I, uh, took advantage of situations. I, I had success when I had an opportunity and, um, and I, you know, it's not the rest is history type story, but just kind of kept inching along, busting rocks, and eventually got some playing time, and, and we continue to have success. John Fries joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. John, the first Walter Payton Award winner out of the Big Sky Conference during his time as a quarterback at the University of Idaho in the late 1980s. The Idaho Vandals play at Montana on Saturday. And, uh, John, I think it's so interesting, too, just sort of the quarterback lineage at that time at Idaho, too. I mean, you had the Kamiak kid in uh, Ken Hobart, and then you had uh, Scott Linehan, I believe, was right ahead of you as well, who then went on to have great success in the NFL. And then yourself, and then after that, Doug Nussmeyer also had great success, too. What about Idaho during the time? I mean, was it the coaching? Was it the venue? Was it the just the tradition of, of great quarterback? quarterback development what was helping all you guys uh, become so good at the position 
Well, our teammates were really good and, and um, you know, played a huge role with that. I had great linemen, great receivers, etc. cetera. Um, but a lot of people have that. A lot of programs have that. Um, what separated us was the coaching. Coach Erickson came in with a very innovative one-back offense with um, three wideouts, a tight end, um, you know, a running back that could receive. We'd motion them out of the backfield. We were empty. And a lot of that was new to college football. It's very common now. Um, and I think Montana, by the way, I, it seemed like they were one of the first times where, or teams that I saw five wideouts, and yep. so they were they were innovative as well. And that was that was sometime in the '80s. But um, you know, Coach Erickson just taught us so much and and put defenses in such a situation that if we did as a collective offensive group, if we did what we were told to do and taught to do, that that we statistically would have an advantage. We would have somewhere on the field by our formation or our movement or our personnel matchups, we were dictating to the defense what was about to happen instead of the defense doing stuff and then and then the offense trying to react to that. And uh, and then it was just carried on at, right after he left. I was only with Coach Erickson just one season, my redshirt fall, and then he started his travels to Wyoming and Washington State and eventually won a, a national title at Miami even before, well, that was my senior year that he did that. So his travels were pretty quick. Um, um, but when he left, Coach Gilbertson uh, can, stayed in our program. He was an uh, offensive coordinator my first year, and uh, and then he was my head coach for three. And he just continued to, to grow on what Coach Erickson put in and put his own flavor into it, put his own flavor into um, – coaching he was the most fun coach that i'd ever had and and i think that then allowed him to be a great recruiter we recruited the northwest really well we got some kids a lot of kids that that were able to go to pac 10 at that time schools and and he was able to convince them to come to idaho and not only you know continue with the good tradition but take it to another level when you when you hearken back to those days, I, I think it's also interesting to, to analyze the the arcs of different programs and the way that the Big Sky evolved because the Big Sky became a conference 1963, and then uh, the 1AA division, as it were back then, was created in 1978, and then you had a lot of Big Sky conference teams rise up pretty quickly. I know Boise State won the national title in 1980, Idaho State got one there uh, in 82, and then it, when Coach Erickson came in, and then that next 10 years or so, then it was kind of Idaho that was the team to beat uh, in the Big Sky Conference. What do you remember kind of about that rise and your role in that rise? I mean, how was Idaho sort of able to, to rise up and, and become, you know, a perennial conference contender? I think Vandals won five conference titles in 10 years between 82 and 92. Yeah, well, I was just a just a part of it, so uh, you know I'll start with that. Um, but as as far as as far as the uh, the conference and how we compared nationally, we were uh, um, you know like I told you just now with our offense, how we were spreading it out, and then how Montana did it and and taught a lot of people. The entire conference was sort of uh, pass friendly. There were several domes, um, which helps throwing the ball. Um, we just kind of kept learning from each other. An offense, I think, would create something, and and then you you put your tweak on it and make it your own, and and so yards and stats and passing continued to just get better each year. Um, you know, after I, it was just a complete progression, just specifically at Idaho on what Ken Hobart did and Linehan did, and then I did, and then like you referred to Doug Nussmeyer, he broke all those records, um, and so it just kept getting better. And then we were competing against other conferences um, nationally during the playoffs and uh, 
sort of like I, I feel like how Idaho started it, um, being able to dictate to other teams' uh, defenses what was going to happen. Any of us conference teams that were p- facing other people nationally at, were at a huge advantage. These other schools couldn't couldn't line up versus some of our coverage um, formations and movements. And Boise State took advantage of it with the national title. Uh, title Idaho State did the same, like you referred to. And those things just continue to make that Big Sky Conference really good and really powerful, um, not just with one team, but there was always four or five that, that had the ability to make a run for a national title. John Fries, for Idaho quarterback, joining us here on Nuanas Now, the University of Idaho at Montana on Saturday. Uh, and John, let's talk about the rivalry. I mean, do you remember uh, matchups against the Grizzlies? And if so, uh, what was the magnitude of it back then? I know Idaho uh, in a higher spot in, in the national standing at that exact moment in time, but the Grizzlies were building, they were coming. And then by that 89 year, your senior year, when you won the Peyton, uh, Montana very good that year as well. I think they went to the Final Four uh, in the playoffs too. So what do you sort of remember about the rivalry with the Grizzlies from your playing days? Uh, well, very good. I mean, it was a very good rivalry. It was definitely the top two uh, uh, games on our schedule every year. Boise State was, you know, in-state rival and um, always our last game of the season. It's sort of like Montana-Montana State thing. You have to win that game. But Montana was the other team that, that always gave us fit. Um, they were the first team that we ever played when on ESPN, which was pretty cool uh, for a small school uh, to be able to do that back then because there weren't you know, five different ESPN channels like there is now, or how right. many that number is. Um, but, uh, yeah, huge rivalry. I remember uh, having a lot of fun with Tim Houck. Um, we were the same age and, and uh, uh, were teammates in the NFL for a while and a great person. So there was a little bit of banter, you know, then um, playing against each other because he was so good. And, and then especially, you know, talking about, you know, of course, my memory, right, of, of those games and how I beat him is a lot different than, than his uh, recollection, recollection of it. Um but, you know, one of my worst games was at Montana. I threw four interceptions, I believe. I threw the the knockoff play just at the very end of the game interception for a return that, that cost us. So I have, you know, just a horrible memory of that game. And, and it was especially bad because it's, you know, where I'm from, I, have a, I had a lot of, and still do, a lot of cousins, aunts, uncles, my grandma. You know, they were all at the game, and, and I'm supposed to show them how good Idaho football is, and that was the reason that we lost. Um, Montana is was and is just a great college venue. I went to the game two years ago against Idaho, and, I mean, it's awesome. It's, you know, everything before the game with the fans and the tailgating, uh, filling the stadium, cheering when you're supposed to, very passionate about the Grizzlies, and it's a fun place to play. Um, we we always, you know, as athletes, you always want to play in that environment. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the Idaho Vandals get to come in and compete against a great team in a great environment. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. If you're not going to the game on Saturday, go check out Paradise Falls. They got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, and breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials all day long. John Freeze joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And so it sounds like, John, that you, you still follow your alma mater. Sounds like you, you even came to a game here in Missoula. So um, what have you thought of Idaho uh, these last couple years? First of all, I guess, what was your perspective when Idaho came back to the Big Sky Conference? To me, it seems like uh, the proper fit, you know, regionally and just in its historic rivalry. But what say you? What do you think of the Vandals being back in the big sky? 
Yeah, I, I didn't like it when they left. I felt like uh, we were trying to follow Boise State. You know, we had had a lot of success against Boise State. We beat them a dozen years in a row. And and so when they left, we felt that we could do the same. But college football, is, it's tied so much to money and TV. And, and we just didn't have the, the financial means to compete um, versus all the big schools. So it was a mistake for a long time, um, you know, playing in a conference that, like you said, regionally, we were playing teams that, People didn't even know that that was, they had a football program or that it was a school. It was silly. So I was re- really happy to see them get back in the big sky. I think that um, you know the the product that that we sell is is exactly what the Northwest needs. We have a lot of alumni in the in the Northwest in Seattle and Portland and Spokane. There's a there's just a lot of interest, and so. I uh, feel good about that. I think our facilities are second to none when when you compare us to all the current uh, Big Sky Conference football uh, teams. You know, we have a great great dome, practice facility, facility, all of that, and now it gives us that opportunity to recruit that kid that uh, we can put on the field. And with some good coaching and time, you know, we can compete against anybody in our conference. And what do you think of uh, the the new regime then? Uh, Jason Eck definitely sh- uh, shot in the arm for Idaho. You can definitely tell, you know, as I sit here in Missoula and a guy that travels around between Bozeman, Missoula, Cheney, Moscow quite a bit, covering the whole Big Sky Conference for our endeavor at Skyline Sports. You can tell there's a lot of enthusiasm uh, around Idaho football and and sort of a renewed energy with a new coaching staff. What's your perspective on Jason Eck? Have you got a chance to meet him? And if so, what do you think? I have. I, I, I have met him, um, and he did a great job. He was talking to some alumni at a, at a pretty big, big event in August during training camp. He uh, made a trip up to Coeur d'Alene to see everybody, and I was I was really impressed. He was uh, genuine. He was fun. He was able to tie into what had happened earlier in that event to you know make it funny, which good speakers and good leaders are able to do. I think that you know, you talk a lot about culture. When you talk about teams, it's a, a big buzzword. Um, but he, he changed the culture to be something that was um, not as fun to something that's now very fun. And and it's sort of how I talked about Coach Gil- Gilbertson. Those years, you know, um, with a coach making it fun, it's a little easier to work hard. Uh, it's a little easier to bleed the program as opposed to if you're sort of, um, you know, bucking heads with people. You know, you know, you don't get as much out of out of somebody, whether you're a businessman or woman or or a coach. You, you need to, you know, read your athlete. There's some athletes that do need a lot of tough love. There are a lot of athletes that don't respond to that. You know, if I threw an interception, I probably knew why. I don't need to have a, a coach come over and, and berate me because of something that I made did wrong. Let's instead talk about how I make it right or how we learn from it and how we go. Don't Let's not talk about the past. And I think that Jason does a really good job of that, of, of uh, okay, last week was whatever, a win or loss, doesn't matter. How do we focus on this next game? And he's doing a really nice job of that. The, the alumni are really excited and thankful to have him. He was a great guy. I got to know him a little bit when he was at Montana State back in 2015 and then followed him and interviewed him a couple times, had him on our uh, Big Sky Breakdown podcast a couple times when he's at South Dakota State. And I think that uh, he's got a great vision, I think, but he also is a good leader. I think he, he'll be a, a great a shot in the arm in terms of enthusiasm and positivity there uh, for the Idaho Vandals. John Freeze, one of the all-time greatest Vandals, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, uh, the first 
Walter Payton award-winning quarterback from the Big Sky Conference when he won the award back in 1989 and part of the Big Sky Conference's inaugural Hall of Fame class. And, John, we'll get you out of here on this, but thank you so much for taking the time and, and the awesome perspective about the rivalry and, and the University of Idaho. Uh, but what's it like then to watch this thing come full circle? Because these last couple of years, you've had some some awesome moments, whether it was, I guess it was a while ago when you got inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame, but then this inaugural Big Sky Hall of Fame, and you've got your number retired at Idaho. And I know it must be sort of uh, bizarre to have that stuff happen to you personally as, as you being yourself, but what's the experience? been like must be fun for you to be remembered uh, from a place that probably meant a lot to you when you were a younger man yeah it um you know how i talked about right off the bat in our conversation how it started out where i was you know lucky to even have one school want me um uh to then to then be recognized like i have uh has been pretty amazing um you know uh, i talk a lot about my teammates and it's genuine but yeah i think it can be lip service a lot of times when people give a credit to their line or their receivers or their coaches but it's it is absolutely 100 percent true in my situation you know i couldn't run or move in the pocket very well at all i was completely dependent on on my linemen giving me proper protection um when they brought too many that the line couldn't block uh just being outnumbered i was completely dependent on that that receiver being where he needed to be um and he was and the coaches got those pieces in place everything and and it it honestly the the easy part for any quarterback that's that's worth anything, if you get a guy that's open and you know that he's going to be open, you can let it go on time and trust that he'll be there and, and uh, make a play. It, it's easy. It is easy. Um, you know when you're playing, you're throwing on your back, and guys are running wrong routes. I don't care if you're if you're good or average or or whatnot as a as a quarterback. You're not going to make plays, and you're not going to be recognized. And and so those recognitions, all of them that you talked about, every time it's the it's the first thing that I talk about were my teammates and coaches. And you know I just can't emphasize it enough that it's not lip service. It's it's true. And and each time there has been something like that, you know my linemen, guys that I keep in contact with, they they're the first to joke and acknowledge that they should be going in more than I should. And uh, it's true. It's true. I had a lot of people around me, and and uh, those people you know, are part of the success and they know it. University of Idaho at the University of Montana, Saturday, 1 p.m., Washington Grizzly Stadium, the 88th battle for the Little Brown Stein, a rivalry that spans over 119 years, a historic one to be sure, one of the greatest Idaho quarterbacks, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Big Sky Conference history. John Fries joining us here on our ESPN Roundtable. Nuanas now. John, great pleasure. Wonderful talking to you. Uh, hopefully it's not the last time, but you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for taking so much time with us here today. Thank you. That was fun. It was fun uh, talking about the past. There you go. Uh, really good interview there. Very insightful. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's hard with how busy we all become as our lives move on. And I also think it's, you know, sometimes it's not a great thing to live in the past, but I do always really enjoy when you have great and very revered people that were very important to a university as a whole, like John Fries was to Idaho, and they remain engaged. I think that that's, it's getting more rare, unfortunately, and I think it's very cool when it is still, uh, important to people, and uh, they can have perspective of of being a part of building something that is still going uh, years after their direct 
presence and their direct performance within it. DSPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, an outstanding gathering place for friends and family alike. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, daily food and drink specials. They're open seven days a week from 7 a.m. until midnight. One of the only places in town you're going to find breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have a great casino, complete with a sports bet Montana kiosk. Go check out Paradise Falls on the south side of Missoula, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hot spot. Grizz Star of the Week, one of my favorite players in the Big Sky Conference, the big man in the middle, Alex Gubner, joins us next. Keep it right here. Duan is now ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. All you heard about town the last uh, couple days, or I guess since last night, uh, was the heartbreak of the Seattle Mariners. And then I go on to Twitter during the commercial break, and I see a picture of the big unit, Randy Johnson, decked out in an NFL photographer's vest and uh, a wide-angle lens camera. Hilarious what people's lives uh, transform into. The big unit, one of my favorite pitchers growing up, and uh, hope he's finding great joy in taking photos on the sidelines uh, of NFL football games. He wants now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new uh, ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. We got tickets to the Grizz football game against the University of Idaho, the battle for the Little Brown Stein in Missoula on Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. kickoff. We got a pair of tickets for you uh, in the north end zone. So, uh, oh, looks like maybe Andrew's jumping on the uh, the call. Are we, uh, we're, we're, let's do it right now. Call number 3-406-888-1029. We got Alex Gubner, uh, University of Montana defensive tackle, coming up in a minute, but you got to call us first before we call him. Call number 3-406-888-1029. We got two tickets for you in the north end zone to the Grizz game uh, versus Idaho on Saturday. 888-1029. Call number 3. Call us right now. The uh, Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing. We got uh, the Phillies and the Braves underway, bottom of the first. Game 2 in Atlanta. Also have the uh, Padres and Dodges coming up. Uh, at 6.30, and uh, then the uh, the slate tomorrow includes the Mariners uh, at the Houston Astros, 1.37 p.m., first pitch. They got the Cleveland Guardians at the Yankees for the nightcap, 5.37 uh, for that one. So no score in the Major League Baseball playoffs yet today. Uh, if you missed any of the action from yesterday, the Phillies held on for a 7-6 win over the Braves. The Mariners... The reason it was heartbreaking is because 
Uh, they the Mariners were up seven to five in the bottom of the ninth, and they brought in Robbie Ray, who's one of their starting pitchers, to pick to pitch to Jordan Alvarez, and Jordan Alvarez hit a colossal moonshot walk off three run home run, and the Astros win eight to seven when the Mariners had them dead to rights. The Yankees held on against the Cleveland Guardians four to one, and the Dodgers posted a five to three victory. Uh, over the uh, San Diego Padres. So uh, one nothing in favor of Philly, Houston, New York, and L.A. Two more games uh, tonight. The Phillies and Braves going right now in Atlanta, and the Padres and the Dodgers coming up at, uh, at 6.30. This is the most excited I've been for a Grizz game so far this year. There's been some fun games uh, that I've been able to cover so far, but I think that this one will be the most competitive one. I think most of my uh, thoughts on Grizz opponents has been centered upon just being close to the program and going to practice and all that. The Grizz are just really, really good. They're really fun to watch practice, and I, I thought that their high expectations coming into this year were utterly and completely justified. So then, therefore, looking at the schedule, I, I thought Montana would have a chance to really get rolling, and they did that. They they rolled through their first five games into their bye, and now they got a rival coming to town, and I think it is the first step to the next step as they embark then in what's going to be a gauntlet down the stretch, but I do think that this Grizz team has a lot cooking for them. So let's talk to one of the guys who's been leading the charge. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check out the new styles while supplies last. You can also visit Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on game day, which game day returns to Missoula on Saturday. Missoula's best selection of Grizz gear, accessories, and more from all the top brands. You can also shop online 24-7 at BobWards.com. Our Grizz Star of the Week this week. Alex Gubner, the man in the middle of the Grizz defense, he's a junior defensive tackle there at the University of Montana, and uh, he's a key factor in the the uh, level of defense that the Grizz are playing right now. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining us, man. First of all, just take us through the bye week. Uh, what were some of the main priorities? How did it go? And uh, what's it been like earlier this week at practice? Uh, how are you guys feeling coming off your bye? Oh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, the bye week's been uh, it's pretty good. We got a little... Uh, rest time off our feet, you know, got to really look back on the film in detail from the game before. Um, you know, we hit the field on Saturday, you know, been practicing all week. Uh, feel good. We all feel back and back in the mix. Yep. You guys have been playing at such a high level defensively, and I think it's so fun to watch you execute what you do, especially when you have a little bit of an understanding of what it is you guys do. Well, what are the factors that have gone into that? I mean, how have you guys been able to reach this level of uh, not only execution but also just a level of intensity? I mean, you guys play so hard. What has it taken to get to that point? Years and years of practice. I mean, it's been a four-year journey where we've hit the practice field every day, you know, getting you know really that pursuit and that effort ingrained in us where every play we're kind of going balls out, you know, toughness, everything. I mean, we're – we're getting after it, and it's just been a process of our coaches and the team really taking acceptance to that, that, you know, we're going to be the hardest-working team on the field. For you, as a guy playing on the inside, uh, what, what is your mindset going into a game? I mean, what are you telling yourself, hey, this is what I got to get done today? 
Um, just control what I can control and do my 111th, you know. There's no need to do too much, you know. It's all about everyone executing their job. So really just keeping it simple and just doing my part, just my 111th, yep. Seems like, too, that there's so much momentum that goes into the style you guys play. Can you feel that? I mean, when you guys get it rolling like you did against Portland State, for example, I mean, is that something that's palpable? Can you feel it within the scope of the defense and the scope of the team? Yeah, I mean, you know, like anything, you know, we get on a roll. I mean, especially in the stadium, Washington Grizzly, I mean, the fans get going, we get going. Um, yeah, I mean, we feel it. You kind of know we're getting rolling when, you know, all our teammates like Marcus, Pat, Robbie, Jacob, McGowan, all these guys, you know, are getting hyped up, you know, celebrating as a team. You know, we, we kind of get a sense, and, you know, at, once we get rolling, we, we try to finish people. Chris, star of the week here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Alex Gubner, junior defensive tackle for the University of Montana football team, joining us uh, here on Nuanas Now. Uh, tell us about you, man. What, what's the process of acclimating to Montana been like for you? I know you've been here now for a handful of years, but coming from Southern California, what, what was it like when you first got to Missoula, and then how has it gone, just uh, sort of adjusting to the lifestyle and some of the changes that you experienced when you moved far away from home? Um, it's pretty, you know... It's- a little different, obviously, culturally, um, just the scenery, everything, you know, the people, everything's different than uh, where I grew up with. But um, it really wasn't too hard of an acclimation. I mean, being part of a team with this, who are, you know, a team that's this close within the, within uh, the like, whole athletic department. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I just really kind of sunk myself into school and football and made some lifelong friends and, yeah, so it really, really wasn't really an acclimation process. You know, if you, if you love, fo- you know, if you love football, love school, I mean, love what you're doing, it honestly isn't too hard. Well, that seems to be a common factor too amongst your team. And, and Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, talks about it all the time. Is he puts a high priority on finding guys that love the game of football. So, uh, what about football is it that you love? I mean, what has got you so enamored with the game? I got to say, this team. I mean. You know, a lot of a lot of schools. You know, there's kind of cliques and little groups within the team, but not with us. You know, everyone hangs out with each other. It's really a brotherhood. And when I got here, you know, they took me in, and I've made some of you know best friends for life. And I think you know that's what really drives me is you know going all out for my team because the last thing I want to do is let them down. So I have to say that. Grizz football five and zero coming into this upcoming weekend's game. Idaho in town, the 88th matchup with the Vandals in a series that dates back to 1903. Alex Governor joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, what's your guys' perspective on the rivalry? Because at now it's sort of not news anymore that Idaho's back in the big sky. They've been in the league now for a handful of years. Uh, since you started playing there for the Grizz, Idaho's been on the schedule. Uh, so what do you think of, of just facing off against the Vandals? What's your perspective on the rivalry? Um, I mean, they're a good team. You know, they have a rich history. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a... It is a rivalry, and, you know, we got to bring our best game because, you know, they're they're a good team. So, nothing more to that, you know. Um, we're just excited that we get to play to Missoula and want to keep that Stein here. Idaho's run game is is one that has been good so far this year. They have a couple running backs that look really good uh, when you turn on the tape, and their offensive line has been good for years since coming back in the league. So what do you think of your matchup that you got? What, what's the front seven of the Grizz looking at when they're uh, analyzing the Vandals going into this week? Um, yeah, I mean, they've got good backs, um, good vision, all that stuff. Um, they have a 
good offense and they played some good teams early on in the season, you know, FBS teams, and they really uh, had them scared for a bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I said, they're front. They're a good team. And, you know, I've just been uh, just kind of, you know, another game week, just grinding, staying in the routine and all that stuff. Well, that in itself, just the, the, the week-to-week st- sticking with the same level of effort and preparation seems to be such a key to success, not only for the Grizzlies, but for football teams across the country. How important has that been for you guys, though, D- just sort of the, the systematic nature and the discipline you do take uh, from on a day-to-day basis? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, football's a real routine sport. Um, we kind of do the same thing every week. Every you know Everything's kind of regimented and that's kind of how we like it. We don't have to think about anything. We don't have to plan. We just do. So I think it helps us a lot uh, when it comes to game time, just going out and playing because we've done all the work. Alex Gubner joining us here on our Grizz Star of the Week. He's a junior defensive tackle for the University of Montana. They host the University of Idaho on Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff from Washington Grizzly Stadium. Last thing for you, man, what are the keys for, for Montana this week uh, going into this battle for the Little Brown Stein? Uh, number one is we just got to be us. We got to be the Montana Grizzlies, and we got to, uh, you know, play hard, you know, the whole game, you know, just the same, uh, you know, the same mentality we bring as a defense, the whole team, everything. We just got to, you know, pursue everything, run down, you know, don't give up on anything. Um, and that's really it, you know. We just got to be us, and we got to come to play that way. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Really love watching you play. Keep on doing what you're doing, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care. Alex Governor, the man in the middle. You want to watch a guy that plays the position, how you want to teach somebody to play the position? Watch number 99 in the middle. I promise you, if you want to have some fun on Saturday, and obviously – Anytime you're out there watching Grizzly Stadium, it's supposed to be a beautiful day. The low 70s, sun shining, all of it. But I know sometimes in the scope of the action, the excitement, you get caught watching the ball or you get caught watching, you know, whatever, the open field stuff. Watch 99 for a series or two. Watch how hard the guy runs, especially in pursuit. I, he honestly might be the best guy in pursuit in the open field of a man of his size. That I've covered my 16 years covering the Big Sky Cowards. He runs his absolute butt off. He is so much faster than what you think he's going to be at 6'3", 295. And uh, his his effort, his motor, his uh, power at the point of attack, all, all three, uh, admirable. And uh, he's having a hell of a junior year. I think he really has emerged as one of the best players, period, defensively in the Big Sky Cowards. And, uh, you know, Stats are for losers, right? It's not about any sort of statistical production. The the disruption that he causes and sort of the linchpin that he is for the Grizz defense, very impressive. Appreciate Alex Governor for spending some time with us here on our Wednesday for our Grizz Star of the Week. Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check it out while supplies last. You can visit Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on game day. They have all the top brands, accessories, and more. You can also always shop online 24-7 at bobwords.com. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz.
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Little third eye blind for you here on your Wednesday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. One is now. ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN MT app. Missed anything in today's show? We got it for you on the podcast presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. We had Sam Herter on live from Hero Sports talking all things FCS football. We also heard from Cleavon Thomas, senior wide receiver for the Montana State Bobcats. Also heard from Mike Anderson, head coach of Grizz Hockey. John Freeze. College Football Hall of Famer, one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the University of Idaho. Talking memories, rivalries, and everything else on our ESPN Roundtable. And we heard from Alex Gubner, junior defensive tackle for the Grizz football team. He was our Grizz Star of the Week this week. All of it on the podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Bottom of the second in Atlanta. No score between the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, One out. So that'll be a fun series to monitor. The Phillies are red hot. They're one of the teams that you would not want to play because they've been playing. They were just sort of stuck in in neutral for so long, and then they just got it rolling down the stretch, and then they rolled through the Cardinals, and now they have to play their division rival, and that always comes with some intrigue because the teams, they just know each other so well having played I don't know I think he played 18 games against your division rivals so uh, a lot of uh, familiarity there so um, that'll be a fun series tonight 630 Padres Dodgers will be back at it as well tomorrow's show fun one again we are going to hear from Jason Eck the head coach of the University of Idaho we're going to hear from Bobby Houck the head coach of the University of Montana we also got some Grizz and Bobcat recruiting conversations uh the um, Grizz have a few new commits. Andrew caught up with a couple of those guys earlier. And I also caught up with Chance Wilson, incoming Bobcat quarterback. And we got the return of Justin Angle, a business angle, University of Montana business professor, will join us to talk about the overlay between business and sports. So that'll be fun. Uh, this evening, rolling into the Seattle Kraken. So that'll be fun. Uh, we got this as an official affiliate. And so we'll have plenty of NHL action here. On your radio dial, I appreciate Northwest Motorsport for becoming the presenting sponsor of Seattle Kraken Hockey. You can visit Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m., get things kicked off with Jason Eck, Idaho head coach. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates 
If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.